so like usually before you guys have sex, somebody hits play uh, on the on the she iPod. Does. Yeah, there. she always she always likes to have music playing or something. So I like to think that she's always playing Smith songs. <laughs> the rain comes yeah. down on a humble town. And she then, probably has. She probably's like, "What? Why are you complaining now? This has always been." Yeah, Lori. Yeah. I mean, how how soon song. is now, Lori? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Super depressing. So, <laughs> me, yeah, me is murder. It must get her real turned on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like all the She's Morrissey like, stuff. Oh, by yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty. That's that's hot. really getting my engine running. <laughs> Ugh, this guy's not eating meat. Oof. I used to have like a, 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 I still have it on Spotify somewhere, like a, a sex playlist, like sexy songs. But mm. I don't think the Smiths made it <laughs> to, to there. Mm. <laughs> Had a lot of Pucifer. <laughs> Pucifer? Is that a person? <laughs> no, it's a band. So, oh, okay. They're on the Underworld soundtrack? Oh, <laughs> I've listened. To, I've 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 uh, watched that movie plenty. I've never seen that. Now while having sex. Oh, you haven't seen Underworld? No. Oh man, I used to know almost all of the the uh, words to the entire movie because really? when I was I went to I went to this fat camp for six weeks, and for five of the weeks we didn't have cable or any television, and all we could do is watch. One DVD we were lucky to find at a Seven Eleven, and that was Underworld. Oh so, man. man, was it nineteen ninety nine? Was it? Yeah, yeah, it, was. It, it was like twenty five bucks. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to put a. I'm still paying it off. So <laughs> two more payments. Sick. Now I'm gonna watch it. So it's <laughs> it's actually surprisingly okay. Oh, I have not heard that, but okay. Yeah. I- it's it's okay. I mean, there was like what four of them after that. Yeah. Well, I I love how I'm like the this is what it's turned into. This is the uh, celebrity gossip portion of Bloody Pocket. <laughs> the you guys you guys know the the stuff behind it is that she was dating. So uh, Kate God, Beckinsale. Kate Beckinsale. Yes. Kate Beckinsale at the time was dating. God, he was the he used to date Sarah Silverman for a little bit. Oh, Michael Sheen. Okay. So Kate Beckinsale was dating Michael Sheen, and actually, the movie was supposed to kind of be a spinoff for Michael Sheen's character, and it was mostly going to focus on Michael Sheen and not Kate Beckinsale. But then she and the director of the movie um, ended up following Len Weissman ended up falling in love with each other. Uh-huh. And so then all of a sudden Michael Sheen's part kind of went by the wayside Ooh. and it became more about Kate Beckinsale. Damn. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Damn, Kate. And then eventually Michael Sheen went on to do his own movie, but it was like way later. What was his so. movie? It was part of the underworld. It was like a backstory as to, you know, what his, because his, no, what I know. his which, character story was. Which movie was it? Oh, I can't. I think it was Rise of the Lycans. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Lycans, those are uh, those are werewolves. Michael Sheen. Underworld Rise of Lycans. Ah, forget it. This could start you. <laughs> this isn't part of the This isn't part of the murder? No. I mean it is No. If it, if we were talking about vampires, werewolves, I forget. I think Underworld has all of those things. Oh good. It has vampires <laughs> and werewolves. Oh great. And the goal of the whole movie is to make a hybrid vampire and werewolf. Oh, oh, is that the goal of the movie? Because, like, basically the vampires are considered, like, the... Like, they look at themselves, like, more like the royalty, and they look at werewolves more like, you know, the scum of the earth. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know. The werewolves are down they're... in the bottom of Titanic making it work, and they're upstairs having yes. cocktail. That's a great movie yes. idea. Titanic? No, the the Titanic, that? but with vampires and werewolves. Oh, yeah. Somebody Titanic underworld. Yeah, nobody would die. Well, yeah. can vampires... You could rewrite history. I guess. Can, I guess. can vampires swim? I like to think of it at the end, maybe the vampires would pick up the werewolves and fly off with them. Okay. Yeah. Hi, everybody. That 
Welcome. Welcome to Bloody Podcast. My <laughs> name is Maria Felix with my co-host Lori Roggenkamp and our resident guest, Cash of Dumalik. Hey, Hello. everybody. Today, our subject is Lee Ann Rydell. Okay, and also, just FYI, it's Rydell. Are you sure? Because it's one I L. I thought if it's they... Rydell, it was E-L-L-E. In the documentary, they kept on pronouncing it as Rydell. Oh, it looks like Rydell. said Rydell, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to correct me? <laughs> Not Who's going to say? I mean, technically, I did. I corrected you. Uh, Leanne Rydell was convicted of first-degree murder against Alex Algieri in the case of mistaken identity in 2001. Yeah, It's like the Greece High School, Rydell High. Is that a thing? Yeah, Greece is high school. Oh, I thought you meant... (laughs) I thought you meant the country. I was like, why do they only have one? Uh, (laughs) What? (laughs) Welcome to Greece High School. (laughs) <laughs> first period oh, first period is fish the Greek guy is back <laughs> yes Papa Cristo is Papa here. Cristo is back first period is fish second period oil that's it <laughs> also gym third period you is have... boats shipping yeah, exactly yeah. fourth period is becoming a shipping magnet <laughs> yeah Leanne Rydell was born Leanne Armanini in Long Island, New York, in 1967. Her parents did... <laughs> That's super funny, right? Armanini. I just... My immediate thing was, Armanini, some backstory on... <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's pretty good. Jeez. <laughs> Why? Why? Christ. Why are her parents... Oh, man. Guys, I woke up at 2 o'clock today. <laughs> you woke up at 3, so, Lori. <laughs> I woke up at 3 o'clock. Uh, <laughs> don't you dare make it sound better than it is <laughs> well I was awake-ish at 2 and then I was like I need, him, I need to get some more sleep <laughs> oh, I'm exhausted from all that sleep I need to take a nap I get it. Oh, so there's no other way to live <laughs> not nowadays oh, man. her parents David and Pat got a divorce when she was around 11 and her mother left, for, left New York for Florida to be with her new female lover. They wanted to make sure that you knew that she left him for a woman because somehow that affected the murder. I did notice that in the documentary that we watched about it, that yeah. they said female lover. When they said it, it was just like, okay, buddy. Yeah, the guy was like, yeah. female lover. It's like, oh, right. Have you been hurt by someone? <laughs> is this David? Is He's this like, him? What if it is? I don't know if you guys watched the one, same one I did. I watched two different ones, and then both of them were like, she she was really affected by the by her mother's betrayal with her female lover. Yep, yeah, yeah. I, like, yeah. I mean, I was like, okay, I get like, like your mom cheating on your father is not great, but like, I don't understand the female love. Yeah, I mean, like, maybe it's a, like a Long Island thing, but it's been happening since like, you know. Whenever. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's male yeah. or female, but it definitely seemed really important in this case. Yeah. If anything, I would be more upset that my parent, my one of my parents moved to Florida. Like, I'd be like, oh, <laughs> now I gotta go to Florida when I visit you. Exactly. Like, like, now I have to go down there. Thanks. Great. Yeah. How could you do this to me? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it doesn't affect a murder. Okay, she's a child. She's a product of divorce. Big whoop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Move on. Leanne stayed in New York with her dad, probably because her mom was like, I don't want to deal with you or your brother. Yeah, you keep calling my girlfriend my female lover, and it's creeping us out. Yeah, nobody us out, likes it. And honestly, I'm just sick of having kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> want to go live. Yeah, live. <laughs> uh, Leanne got married and pregnant by the, uh, by the time she was 19, but the marriage didn't work out. So weird. Oh, mm. I don't know what. So weird. Why? Yeah. Tale has old as time. <laughs> she <laughs> raised her baby son Christopher by herself and took a job as a bartender at a local strip club to pay the bills. So pretty normal, oh, pretty man. pretty par for the course for Long Island. <laughs> I was just gonna say, yeah, that's what you do. What you do. You become a mother. You have to pay the bills, so you take any job you could get. For Christ's sake, get a job. Christopher. 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 
Anthony. <laughs> Salvatore. Around two years of working at the club, one fine night in 1998, a guy named Paul Rydell strolled into the door. Paul was a businessman and co-owner of a gym called Dolphin Fitness Club with his best friend, Alex Elgiri. The two had met at a gym and had worked together to make their dream of running their own gym come true. It just feels like, it feels like such a, a bro fairy tale. Like, yeah, they met at a gym. You know, they were both working out. One was spotting the other because his other spotter wasn't there that day. Hey, nice muscles. Yeah. Nice oh, muscles thanks, over there. Thanks, thanks, hey, buddy. you want to spot me? Yeah. All right, let's do this. Let's do this. All right, I'm lifting weights here. All right. Here so we what's go. your lifelong dream then? I got to tell you, you know, I think it's opening up a gym. No way. Yeah. yeah. No way. How about you? Me too. Dude, how you like dolphins? Dude. Dude, Long Island dolphins. Done. There we go. Let's get a sandwich. All right. <laughs> and some steroids. Let's do this. Uh, <laughs> I, I think those guys are going to fuck later. I mean, that's what we're all hoping. <laughs> let's, go take, <laughs> let's hit the showers. I was one time at the gym and these two dudes were spotting each other. And I am not exaggerating when I say <laughs> the one dude's nuts were literally on the guy's forehead. Oh. That was spotting. <laughs> and it was like. I was watching it, and they were like, yeah, dude, yeah, go, bro, go, go, oh, bro, no. you got this. Oh, that's it. And, it, like, his bulge was on top of the dude's forehead, and uh. I was just like, I wanted to take a photo, but I was like, ah, I don't, I don't want to, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, watching a tiger in the wild, yeah. like, I was like, I don't want them to notice. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Yeah, you don't, you don't want to so throw, good. you don't want to throw a wrench in, in the works right there. That engine, yeah. that engine is about to start like, humming. <laughs> I also was like, I don't want to, like, ruin what is possibly a beautiful moment, you know? Like, maybe that was, like, that guy's first move, but she was like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to put my balls on his forehead. (laughs) (laughs) If he goes for it. He's at home. He's telling his mom about it. He's like, Ma, Dominic, he's he's a great guy. (laughs) He's got plans for the future, you know? Yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah. And his ball, his forehead's a perfect place for me to rest my balls. What? So you know. What'd you what? say, Christopher? No, no. <laughs> Nothing, ma. Nothing. Nothing, ma. Not ma. Ma. Why are you getting that rope, ma? <laughs> Goes to the other room. He's like, "Oh my god, I'm in love. I'm also John Travolta. Oh no." <laughs> no, no. <laughs> That's true. The guy that did myself was John. Travolta. Oh yeah. Leanne got pregnant two months after they started dating, and Paul was overjoyed. Leanne, can I be honest yeah. here? Paul can get it. I was like, damn, that guy's hot. What? He, yes. So, But here's the thing. I have like a weak spot for like trashy, like upper New York dudes. Meathead <laughs> 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 dudes who are like, yeah, you know, I just, I saw my father. I saw my son. He was my first love. <laughs> and to me, I was like, oh. <laughs> Is it because you've watched so much Law and Order? Oh, I think so. I think it's because I watched almost. I think it's because I grew up, growing up. You know, my dad's friends were all like those kinds of guys where they were just like the weirdest dudes. But then, then they would be like, "Hey, you know, uh, I saw that uh, I brought your daughter flowers because she's a pretty lady." And you know, I mean, <laughs> creepiness aside, I'd be like, "Oh my god, flowers!" <laughs> At seven, you know, disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a little. That's uh, yeah. It's a little grooming, but you know, I hey, I turned out lesbian, so yeah. in the end, I'm safe. Again, I don't but. know how your dad is not a New York ex cop. I don't understand. <laughs> Wait, is your dad from New York? No, he's from Syracuse. <laughs> okay. Oh well. All right. Well, I mean, you know. yeah, he used to get upset because he would be like, I, I see, I see a guy with. <laughs> I always make him have a New York accent. Though. <laughs> I see a guy with uh, with New York place, and I'd be like, hey, "Yo, I'm from New York too." And they'd be like, "Oh, where from?" He'd be like, "Syracuse," and be like, "Ah, that's Canada." <laughs> that's what you say. As someone from Brooklyn, that's what you say. <laughs> where are you from? Uh, Ithaca. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. So- it's practically Maine, my friend. <laughs> yeah. So my dad would always be like, "I'm from New York," you know. Yeah. It's like okay. What part? Uh, the bridge. The bridge! Yeah. <laughs> the whole part. <laughs> we lived right on the bridge. Yeah, right, uh, right yeah. there next to the Dixie yeah. Cars. 
Leanne quit her job and got married and moved in with Paul. Two years in, in July of 2000, Leanne had grown sick of Paul's behavior. He started staying out late, partying more. Not too bad. And she even discovered that he was smoking crack cocaine. There you go. That's the thing. <laughs> That's the, that, that old chestnut. <laughs> Seriously? It's like he was out late at night. Okay, well, it's not that bad, right? He's partying. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Okay, yeah, that's part for the course, even though he has a son at home. And he's smoking crack. Well, yeah, you gotta leave him. Oh, <laughs> boy. <laughs> that's the one. We were saying, that's we were saying it's crack and meth. Those are the ones that you're, well, probably in heroin, too. Well, crack is all they keep talking about. He did have old drug charges, but this was before he started his gym and he got his life together. He had old drug charges. Mm. Was he dealing or just doing? He was dealing. Ooh. Yes. After confronting him, Leanne left to stay with her mother, taking $120,000 and the kids with her down to Florida. Holy shit. Did she empty out the bank account? That's nuts. No, that's like a part of the money. He had a lot of money. He had made a a substantial living. Some would say a small fortune so far from from the gym. No shit. Well, it's the late 90s, you know, and everybody's working out. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, even now, really. And it's but that's when they Long re- Island. Long Island, too. Yeah. That's like what you do there. Yeah, that's all you do there. Yeah. GTL. No, wait, that's Jersey Shore. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm sure they still did it in Long Island. Yeah. I mean. Wait, what, is, what does GTL stand for? Jim Tan Laundry, baby. <laughs> yeah. What? Really? Jersey Shore, yeah. You never saw the Jersey Shore? No, and I'm not going no, to. No, we're going to start watching no, a brother. double shot of love soon. I'm very excited. No, I don't think so. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm going to They're living out. with the girls this time. Yeah, oh, they're, they're living with their double shot exes. <laughs> yeah, I've seen yeah. the commercials. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> I also saw the Jersey Shore coming back, and like I watch it so the commercials so much because I have to watch Drag Race with commercials, and... I'll, every single time I watch the commercial, I'll I'll be in like the kitchen or something, and my aunt is, and I'll, all of a sudden the situation will be on, and I'll, I'll just say with him, I'll be like, "My parole officer's not gonna like this. <laughs> parole officer's not gonna like this. <laughs> what are we thinking?" <laughs> <laughs> oh man, those people are are parents now. You know the really cool thing oh, yeah. about about it uh, that I don't really know about, but you told me is that a lot of them aren't even Italian. No, they're not. They're not at all <laughs> no. Italian. <laughs> East Coast Armenians. Why don't they just be Armenians? It'd be great. Well, I think what's his face? One of the ones on Double Shot Love. I think he's Italian because he was the only one that would bring over his Italian mother. <laughs> Italian, Italian. <laughs> who used to who would cook like like handcrafted meals and just stand in the corner and wait for them to finish. And I'd be like, oh my god, Aww. like Aww. this is terrible. So, you know, it's fun. I mean, yeah, okay. I'm not going to start on this. Okay, cool. (laughs) While in Florida, Leanne took another bartending job in Miami. There, she met Ralph Salerno. Ralph was known as, quote, a more muscles than brains kind of guy. <laughs> oh no! So are we saying that in this in this scenario, Paul has more brains than muscles? Because well, Paul's a business owner. Terrifying. It just so happens that he has really bad habits. Yeah. Um. So it's he's true. he's somewhat smart. I mean, not smart enough to not do crack or stay at home and care more about his kid than the drug. But still, you know, a smart yeah. guy. Bobby Salerno, he's not that type. Throughout the story, though, it's pretty clear that nobody really likes Paul. Nobody really thinks his Paul is like a great guy. <laughs> the only person who like unabashedly loves Paul is his attorney, which is like, okay, dude, like it, it, you have people like actively saying like, yeah, I saw Paul smoking crack. And he'd be like, well, do you have proof? Pro- There's no proof <laughs> that he smoked crack. Like, That's a great lawyer. That's a great lawyer. Oh, my God. He probably <laughs> smoked crack like, with him. All the same. <laughs> yeah, he probably did. <laughs> oh, my God. He's like, I got to tell you, Paul. And then, a lot of people are talking a lot of stuff. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know which one you guys watched, but there was one. Uh, did you guys watch the Snapped we one? We did. The Killer Couples? Yeah. Okay. 
The thing that I love the most about the killer couples one was that the the guys playing Paul and and the and Salerno were like not at all, not at all. <laughs> like, they never are anything like them. Like the woman kind of looked like Leanne, kind of, but the guy like. Both of them, they describe them as like these meathead dudes, and both of the the, the reenactors were like at least like at most five five. <laughs> yeah, they were pretty lean, <laughs> and they, they looked like uh, soldiers, la- lab assistants, or something like. That. They look. They <laughs> yeah. they were built, but they were like first of all, the you know no Hollywood reenactment is gonna show how unattractive the real the real subjects are it's very true so like the girl that plays leanne is like a, a beautiful she looks like possibly native american woman with like long luxurious <laughs> hair and then the real leanne rydell is like a scrawny white lady with bags under her eyes and like four wisps four wisps of black hair <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> and then the the both the the paul and the ralph are like lean muscly guys with like crew yeah. crew cuts they look like soldiers and then the, they look like, like, the, yeah. the real ones are just complete blockheads yeah it looks like paul um actual paul now does not have teeth <laughs> yes yeah and now here well, hearing about, he didn't have that yeah either he did every single smile he's like yeah <laughs> like his okay, mouth tongue. is just open but now he's talking, and it seems like he doesn't have teeth. And then hearing about the crack, I was like, oh, he probably doesn't have teeth. It looked like to me, like the two guys that were supposed to be the reenactors for Paul and Salerno died of a coke addiction, and a coke overdose. And they got like two crew members to to play to replace them. And they were like, yeah, you guys will do. Is that why one of them kept on holding a boom pole? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So Ralph. Checking the lights. So Ralph Rocco Salerno had a reputation as a strongman thug type and even had his own Boynton Beach, Florida crew of guys that he would hang out with, I guess. Oh. Uh, he unofficially worked as a uh, collector, quote unquote, of gambling debts. So a loan shark, mm-hmm. basically, and officially worked as a bouncer slash bodyguard. Just like Paul. Ralph walked into the strip club, and him and Leanne were immediately attracted to each other. Whoa. Yeah. You. <laughs> you, you're the one. Come here. <laughs> Me? Come here. No, you come here. All right, I'll meet you halfway. And then in the background, you just hear... Those were fireworks. Yeah, fireworks betwixt us. I love this song. <laughs> this song's all right. <laughs> <laughs> and then she got on the strip pole to it. He's like, "Whoa, oh. <laughs> that's a freaking woman right there." That's a that's a slow ride on that pole. <laughs> Gloria, are you crying? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's so beautiful. Other witnesses later testified that Leanne and her mother actually recruited Ralph to rough up Paul if he decided to come down to Florida and cause any trouble. There's two versions. There's Ralph and Leanne's version that they fell in love when he walked into the club. And then there's the version that everybody else is like, no, they hired him to make sure that there was somebody around if Paul came by. Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, brother. Either way... Ralph and Leanne began a relationship. He loved her very much, or at least he thought so. And he saw, he saw her as a better person because she was a bartender and a mom, and not the strippers he was used to dating. Yeah, that's my favorite part was that he usually dated strippers. Yeah. So <laughs> when he saw that he was, he was pork and a mom, he felt like he was actually needed in some way. <laughs> right. Oh. Around six months after she had left New York, Paul contacted her, explained that he had gone to rehab and wanted to be a part of his son's life. I he- went to rehab. I'm off, I'm off drugs. <laughs> yes, come back to me. Let's fix this. Leanne asked for proof that he was clean and a doctor's report before she committed coming back to New York for him. The way that her mother had said it, Leanne believed she needed to give her marriage another chance 
despite the feelings that she had for Ralph. So she moved her and her son back to New York to try to rekindle her marriage. It had only been a couple of weeks since Leanne's return when she, when she received a call on January 17, 2001, that someone at the gym had been shot and killed, and they matched her husband Paul's description. Mm. At around 7.20 p.m. in January of 2001, Jim co-owner and Paul's business partner, Alex Algieri, walked out to his car to retrieve some CDs. An employee, huh. an employee had just asked him what song had her rockin' the night before in class. And he knew exactly which song that she was talking about. And it was Livin' La Vida Loca by Ricky Martin. That was a very hot song that year. It was a very hot song that year. (laughs) (laughs) I love love that. Like, do you ever remember a time where you don't remember Livin' La Vida Loca? Like, I just, oh, it's always been there. It's always been around. I feel like it was like playing when I was born. They used to play music in in the morning at my school. They used to just blast music. And so, like, for, I would say, a solid, possibly year, I want to say, they would just, you would just show up to school, and you would just be hearing Leaving La Vida Loca like this, and you'd be like, oh, God, another day. Oh, my God. <laughs> at school? Yeah. Oh, God, I killed myself. Uh, I remember, I hope I, I remember certain songs, like this one, where they were once edgy. And yeah. yes. and now they're just they're the the they're the new oldies. It's like this one, Genie in a Bottle, mm-hmm. Hit Me Baby One More yeah. Time, all those songs that were once like, oh my god, she's listening to that. She must be a real slut. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I remember what was like a Blink One Eighty Two song that we it was like one of those things where Blink One Eighty Two was doing this competition for schools to to play a concert at the school. Mm-hmm. And you had to do certain things. And we were like, we were almost done with all of the stuff. And one of the things you had to do was you had to get a teacher or I think the principal to sing lyrics to a song. And so we had to get it. And the, 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 this mother was like, absolutely not. I will not allow the principal of a school to sing, you know, like the lyrics. And she like read off these lyrics. And I was just, I just was like so close to being like, just don't be such a fucking bummer. Like, like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I couldn't say it because it was a parent, so I was like, ah. <laughs> just, we all the fuck up. So, yeah, it was that was hard. So Alex ran out to his car to grab the CD, and while searching in his car, Alex was shot five times, including in the lung and heart. Alex managed to stumble back inside his gym, where they called 911, but he died while they tried to save him. Crazy that he was shot in the lung and heart and managed to move. I mean, that's... He's a strong guy. Yeah. yeah. Working out a lot. I wonder, um, you know, while he was uh, while he was sort of like gasping for air and was like, hey guys, can somebody help me? You know, somebody was like... Did you get this CD? I hope you did. <laughs> You know, Laura, we really have to be careful with those because of the copyright stuff. Oh, okay. I know you're having fun with it, but we really do. I know. Okay. <laughs> and anyway, he had left his Leanne Womack CD at home so he could enjoy it in private. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's his time to relax. <laughs> That's his time. <laughs> yes. R- Ricky Martin's for the public. Leanne Womack's for private. Yes, exactly. <laughs> A witness who heard the gunshots said she saw a man fleeing the scene in a white van. He had jumped to the passenger side, so there must have always he had jumped into the passenger side, so there must have also been a getaway driver. Drawing no immediate leads from that, the police began the investigation on who would want Alex dead. They dug into Alex's past and found details of drug use, specifically steroids. And a history of truck carjacking. And when they said truck carjacking, I was like, wow, that is specific. But Cash explained to me that that's really, that's a Long Island thing. It's very much a Long Island thing. And I, th- yeah. I think the reason for that is this. Long Island is the port 
uh, of things coming into New York City from like longshoremen and those big canisters of things that are being shipped uh, all over the place. And usually those canisters are just put on trucks. So sometimes the mafia and the mob will know exactly what's going all those places because they have connections with the longshoremen. And then they will send their enforcers and lackeys to go hit those trucks and bring all the merchandise to them. Bring me a nice fur coat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Couple fur coats. <laughs> like these are really cold. Yeah, they're in the freezer. Yeah, they still ship fur, fur coats. Is that still a, a thing? few? A f- yeah, fur coats and suits. Lori, they ship everything. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. What do you think that the Greeks are doing? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. We got to school. Sorry. First period. <laughs> Time to learn. Yeah, they moved it from fourth period to first period because it's important for you to know. We moved it up to her because she doesn't pay attention. <laughs> uh. Could there be one about truck security? Could that be one? Maybe. 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 Maybe it's okay. an elective. Trucks don't fit in Greece. <laughs> they don't fit. They physically don't fit in that tiny country. Yeah, the, street, oh, the streets okay. are too narrow. Yeah, the streets are too narrow. <laughs> yeah, because it's so many short people. Yeah, short people and <laughs> barrels of oil and fish. <laughs> Guys, we love Greece. Yeah. I can't wait to go there. <laughs> really, honestly. <laughs> it's going to be so great. The police continued and investigated the possibility of mob ties, which makes sense for the truck carjacking stuff Mm -hmm, now, and even investigated rival fitness centers, which at first sounded crazy to me, but again, it's Long Island, (laughs) and I'm pretty sure that there's been more than a few cases of people getting shanked because of a rival gym. Yeah, I mean, you can imagine a Mark Wahlberg type of character yeah. In like a fucking tracksuit. Hey, your gym sucks, bro. Oh, what'd you say? What'd I say? What'd you say? <laughs> you wait, heard me. Wait, wait, wait. What did you say? I said your gym sucks. Yeah. I, I get have over a here. Hard time get over here. Spot me. <laughs> Spot Gone. Me. <laughs> <laughs> and then they fall in love. <laughs> Can you imagine if all the fitness centers in LA started acting like this too? And like they are, there are rival fitness centers. But I just imagine if like the hot yoga places. All started killing each other over territory. Oh my god, that'd be the best. It would be such a sweaty, bloody mess. It really would. <laughs> yeah, that's a hot room. It'd be a lot of ruined yoga mats. <laughs> yeah. Namaste, dead. In the process, they started looking. Sorry. Um. But nothing. But nothing came, or or nothing led anywhere. In terms of Alex's assassination. In the process, they also started looking at his business partner, Paul, as a suspect. Since he, too, had a history of drug abuse. They also had accounts from people who had seen Alex and Paul arguing at the gym. When questioned about it, Paul admitted they had gotten into an argument because he had started partying too much, not showing up for work, and had begun taking money from the business for his drug habit. Ah. When asked for his alibi, Paul had one, but it required him having to admit that he was out that night smoking crack with his buddies. His buddies (laughs) confirmed his story. (laughs) Hey, were you smoking crack with Paul? Yeah. Yeah. He's my buddy. Yeah, Yeah, we were. You know, Um, that's what pals do. Um, In the other documentary I watched, Uh the one that's like so wrong. It was like all, all, he, all he kept saying was, uh, you know, I was supposed to be there, but for some reason I wasn't. <laughs> That's it. That's all he would say. And he's just like, like he said that like four times. Like, Paul was mysteriously not there. Yeah, I was supposed to be there, but uh, for some reason I wasn't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've used that excuse for tons of things, and each time it was true. <laughs> I really wish you would stop smoking so much crack with your buddies. I mean, what if I want some? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the real issue is that you're not sharing the crack with Maria. Babe, do you want some crack? We'll talk about this after, Christopher. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's Holly- too late now. Collidstifer. Collidstifer. You know, the really nutty thing, too, is, I mean, maybe my friends aren't friends because every single time I've been like, hey, guys, let's hang out. They've never been like, you want some crack? <laughs> you don't have real friends. <laughs> <laughs> they're not good dudes I've had, I've, I've had people actively tell me not to smoke crack and i feel like it's like you know what how about you let me live my life no because people okay? are supposed to actively tell you not to smoke crack <laughs> those yeah. are good friends <laughs> it's a legitimate thing to ask yeah 
No, no, it's not. No. I should be able to do what I want to do. Uh, okay. Okay. All right. Right? That's where we're at, that's, right? That's what we're all talking that's about. That's what we're that's where we're all at in the yeah. world. That's yeah. for sure. Um Yeah. That that that's the kind of thinking that doesn't wear a mask. <laughs> I bet Paul refuses to wear a mask. He probably does. <laughs> you know what? I will say I think maybe Paul wears a mask, but like only in short bursts. Like he's like, I'm not gonna wear a mask for more than fifteen minutes. <laughs> but I bet you Salerno does not wear a mask no, at no. all. Paul Paul's like, I don't have teeth. I don't know what the problem is. I'm not wearing a mask. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> this is so <laughs> This is so weird that that's the thing focusing on. <laughs> no teeth. He should have teeth. God damn it, it's important. <laughs> when the police asked Leanne about Paul's alibi, she said that Paul had told her that he was working the night shift at the gym that night. And she was understandably furious about him using crack cocaine again. (laughs) So if it hadn't been for Alex covering Paul's shift so that he could go smoke some crack, Alex would have never been at the gym in the first place. That coupled with the fact that Alex and Paul looked very similar. Both were big, beefy guys Mm -hmm. with the same height and same facial hairstyle. And the fact that they drove the same car in the same color with the same decal on it had police begin questioning if Paul had been the real target here. I've never never wanted to be a bro with someone as much as these two are bros. You know, like, I've never wanted to be like, we should do the same thing. We should dress alike and we should get the same car. My dad does this with friends, I think. Does he? <laughs> yeah, like, he'll be like, oh, so Victor got a new car. It's really nice. And then he'll go look at the same car at the dealership. <laughs> like, dude, you can't. It's weird. It's weird if you show up you. with the same car. I can see your dad doing that. This car is nice. <laughs> Would you get it? Yeah. <laughs> Never you mind, man. <laughs> um, yeah, I yeah, there is a weird sort of I think it's like a bro not a bro, but there is sort of a weird dude mentality of like I don't know if it's like keeping up with the Joneses or whatever, but it's yeah. like, oh my friend got this, so I'm gonna get this. You know? I feel like these are yeah. the kind of guys who like like to watch their friends have sex. <laughs> Do you know right. what I mean? With their wives. Yes. With their, or, or, with their own or, 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 you know, with, with their own eyes. <laughs> no, but I mean, with anybody. Like, they'd be like, we'll go to Vegas, you know, we'll get a couple of dudes. These are know? the guys that, like, jerk off in the room together, but don't call it gay. Right. Yes. Or they get, like, one hotel room and then have sex in the in the twin beds. Because they're like, yes. it's not yes. gay, bro. We're saving money. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. So weird and gross. Okay. Which is nuts. That makes me think of Fargo. They did that in Fargo. We don't know that... We don't know for sure. Just clarifying for everybody out there, we don't know for sure that these—that's how scummy these guys were. But it just seems like <laughs> you but we know are, us. We, we are definitely looking down on that. <laughs> also, it just seems like they also are like one of those like it's not gay if it's a three-way with one girl and both of us. Yeah, right. <laughs> look at me. Look at me, Dom. Look at me. <laughs> yeah, they Eiffel Tower her, and then they like high-five. But the high-five lasts way yeah. too long, and their no, finger, yeah, fingers in a lock. <laughs> Ugh. They, yeah, they finger lock, and then they like bring their foreheads together. Yeah. Working oh. out. Meanwhile, the girls, now, let, meanwhile, the girls like, let's, guys, let's like, <laughs> they gently caress each other. Uh, what was they going to say? I still have a feeling that they got the same car and the same decal on it, and I'm going to assume that it was a Dolphin Fitness Gym Club decal. Sure. And they were, they were yeah. like, it's because this is our fleet. This is <laughs> that, that makes sense. Yeah. That really does make sense. Yeah, they're like... They got the make same a lot truck that can only seat two people. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like... like these are the cars that represent our business. Yeah, if they got a junior, me- if they got a junior guy to join in, join in on the gym, they'd be like, "You should get this Dodge Cavalier yeah. or whatever kind of car it was. You should get this. This color's pretty good. And join us. Yeah, join us. <laughs> oh my god! Any logical person is like, "Do I have to use the car for work purposes?" They're like, "No, no, it's your car. It's your car. You do what you want. Not at all." <laughs> um, 
no k rock used to have that i used to when i worked for k rock they used to be like uh we don't have any billboards i don't know why i'm making everybody (laughs) everybody (laughs) but we don't have any billboards uh our only promotion is our trucks people see our trucks and they're like oh hey k rock you know and so that was like the big thing was like our promote the promotion department would just literally drive around all day just promoting so i'm sure that that's probably what they view it as it's like they're like they go drive around and they're like yeah i'm getting people to check out my my truck my uh my stickers <laughs> what a job that's crazy <laughs> thank you <laughs> i got fired for tasing <laughs> what? what wait did they des- did they deserve it did they assault you is it not funny well, actually, no, I didn't. It, it was, uh, I got fired for showing a taser to somebody, but then I, I, I'm pretty sure the main reason I was fired was because I had bought a taser and I went taser crazy and started tasing everybody at work. <laughs> oh my goodness. And to the point where I literally duct taped the taser and threw it at somebody. So, I mean, yeah, I was an idiot. But, um, <laughs> but then they told me that the reason I was fired was because this, I was at a concert and I showed the taser to somebody. And this person who was walking into the, this, you know, concert was saw the taser and was felt threatened that i was and i wasn't even showing the taser to somebody i was showing the tape i that person i was showing it to somebody else so i was like eh, i feel like that's bullshit. oh my god but that's the reason why they said i'm imagining their face so. seeing the taser and it's just it's remarkable i mean i don't even know i don't even think they had to give you that much of a reasoning they, they should have just said taser when you're like why am i getting fired yeah. taser Taser. That's it. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> There's been a, the ta- the a lot of incidents with your taser. Yeah. <laughs> that didn't. I had it. I had it for like two weeks, and I I broke it, and so like yeah, at the end of the day, I didn't even really get a good use out of the taser. So. <laughs> taser Lori. It's great. But yeah, that's all we did was we just drove around and and I couldn't drive. That was probably another reason why they didn't they wanted to fire me because I I wasn't old enough to drive and I didn't really do anything. I was like. I just slept a lot, so I wasn't like the best employee. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they were like constantly like, You're not doing very well. And I was like, Yeah, no, I know. Like <laughs> I'm not gonna do anything about it. But I know I suck. So you're welcome. So when the police kept asking Leanne questions about Paul, Leanne also told the police that Paul had some illegal gambling debt. Investigators then brought him in for questioning. Paul explained, to Le- Paul explained to the police that any gambling debts that he had, he had paid off already and had no reason for those people to come after him now and didn't think that was a problem. You know, because we're squared. We're squared away. <laughs> I'm good, I'm good. I, yeah. I gave him all my money. <laughs> hey, 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 I might gamble, but I pay my debts, okay? Yeah, I pay my debts. A Rydell always pays his debts. I'm a freaking Lannister. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I think that's probably... I feel like that's, like, his thing. Like, those guys always have some weird, like, reason for, like, oh, being okay, rationalizing their shitty <laughs> yes, behavior. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of, like, uh, Joe Pesci in Goodfellas, how he, like, was this horrible, horrible person, but he woke up every morning to give his kids breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> that's, like, the, it's, it's, okay. it's always, like, parental. It's something that you're piece of shit parent did and yeah. then but that's the one thing that you remember fondly so you'll do that but then everything else is fucking no holds barred <laughs> he also recalled a recent incident where a guy had flashed one of his employees and he had thrown them out onto the uh, he had thrown that guy out onto the street in just their towel but besides that he didn't know who would be after him uh, the police had for now nothing else to go on so Leanne, supposedly shaken and afraid that there was still a hitman after Paul, uh, told him that she needed to go back to Florida for their son's protection. So she left, leaving Paul in New York to continue managing the gym, which was now suffering because everyone knew about the murder and blamed Paul. Yeah. Everybody was like, he said, a, a, I don't forget which documentary, it might be the one you guys watched where he was like, you know, I went to the funeral and everyone was like, hey, you did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a horrible thing to fucking hear at a funeral. You know, because it's like a small town. It's like Amityville. 
or whatever. And so you know the second that the police were like, oh, they were after Paul, not Alex. That spread like wildfire. Mm-hmm. And everybody was like, oh, that makes sense. That makes more sense. That makes more sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, congratulations on the murder. <laughs> it should have been you. Should have been like, you. <laughs> Paul flew and and not to mention Leanne, who's like, I think they're gonna kill you, so I'm gonna go. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um I'm worried about your safe I'm worried about my own safety. Around you. So I'm gonna head yeah. out. Bye. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> Peace. It was, but you know, she turned it into like a huge fight. It was not a discussion. It was like, they're after you. They're going to kill you. They're going to end up killing Christopher because they're trying to kill you again. You know, he looks just like you. <laughs> Wait, it's ultimately all your fault. It's ultimately no. all your fault because you're smoking crack. You <laughs> rat bastard. <laughs> Wait, she has two sons named Christopher? No, no we're making the, we're making the oh. names up. She has one son named Christopher. Oh. We don't know the name of her her and Paul's kid. Christopher. I thought I thought you were saying that she Anthony. <laughs> she was so she was so vapid and couldn't think of another name that she's like, ah, his name's Christopher. Yeah, Christopher Christopher too. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't we just name him Paul? Christopher. Christopher too is better. Because his name is fucking Christopher. <laughs> Paul flew back and forth from Florida to New York for a time, and two months after Alex's death, Leanne was pregnant again. A whole year passed, and the case of Alex's murder went cold. A whole year passed, and the case of Alex's murder went cold. Then, a car thief who was arrested on a completely unrelated charge said he had info that could get him off. So he basically got arrested. He was like, wait, I know something. I know, I know something. <laughs> like what? He's like, it happened like a year ago, but I know something. Which is like a standard thing for, you know, I feel like New Yorkers to do whenever they get in trouble. <laughs> is it? Yeah. yeah. They're just like, oh, you're going to go to jail for this. He's like, what if I knew something that happened five years ago that was really pivotal to this whole thing? They'd be like, yeah, go on. <laughs> and then he's like, well, it's not really pivotal, pivotal to this whole thing, but to that whole thing. <laughs> okay we're interested we'll see what we can do I mean it happened some time ago just tell us <laughs> <All right. laughs> we need specifics okay, okay it, was, it, it was about a guy yeah. it rocked the town yeah a guy uh, he always wore a shirt they're like just send him to jail <laughs> oh my god wait 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 <laughs> always wait 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 it was Scott Pichet oh. who <laughs> That uh, so this car thief said that he knew, uh, said that his associate Scott Paget, uh, oh, associate, yes, <laughs> uh, Scott, uh, Scott had been involved in the gym shooting in Amityville. So then the police tracked Scott down. No word on what happened to the car thief. So hopefully he, I don't know, he got off his charges. <laughs> yeah, they. Wouldn't it be funny if it was just like he didn't wear a seatbelt and he's like, I got something for you. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) They tracked Scott down, who was on parole in Florida. He also turned out to be a drug addict slash bodybuilder. So. (laughs) Oh, what a shocking twist. (laughs) Not anything like anybody else in the story. I know, I know. It's so weird. He's such a a sore thumb. He at first denied anything, but he was. they kept pointing out that he was super nervous, so they very easily got him to flip. And he ended up explaining that Ralph Salerno and him were friends. And Ralph came to him and offered him $3,000 to drive him to New York. And he said, he was honest with him, he said, in order to commit murder, in order to kill somebody, and then drive him back. So... Huh. Scott said yes. <laughs> as you do. Okay. As you do. Yeah, as you do. As you yeah, do. for three thousand dollars. Uh can I ask a question real quick? Would you if somebody was like legit, like, hey man, I'm gonna commit a crime. I need you to just drive me there. I'll get out of the car, I'll go do it. No. You just drive me back. No. 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 
That's so stupid. That's like the number one way to go to jail. It absolutely is. <laughs> I was just in the I was just in the car. I didn't know what was going on. No. He says he told you. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, Lori. In some states, you're just as culpable as the person who committed the crime. Most states. So even if you're, yeah, even if you're just in the car, if somebody goes out and kills somebody, even if you're just in the car twiddling your thumbs, paying tomb blast, you're like, you can, you will be charged with murder just as much as, as the other guy. That is, so, that is common sense. I will say, I think that I've been in two situations where somebody was like, I'm going to go do something fucked up. Will you give me a ride? And I've been like, no, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I mean, have have I allowed somebody to use my car to go buy drugs? Yes, but that was when I was younger and stupider. And uh, now I would for sure be like, no, but I will get you a lift. Yeah. So you can't. I'm still very impressionable. I mean, but uh, no, yeah. I mean, it was it drugs or was it weed? I'm pretty sure it was like weed mixed with like there were needles so i'm thinking i think there was like other stuff too i don't know any potheads that like go out and buy some weed and some heroin together like it's not normally a thing that you see you don't you don't inject marijuana into your (laughs) your maybe he was injecting marijuana i'm doing this wrong he was kind of an idiot so maybe he's injecting marijuana well may he rest in peace yeah yeah wherever he is (laughs) i think he's uh i think he's the mayor of florida now oh yeah good for him yeah no never never agree to be in a car or to go always pretend like your house is on fire be like oh my mom just called my house is on fire (laughs) (laughs) i gotta go there are no questions needed after that so just leave scott didn't do that Uh, and they rented a van and drove to long island then they staked out the gym that same night when he asked ralph who were they were looking for? Ralph said he had seen a picture of him, but didn't have one on him at the time. Of but not. did know no, but of course not. But did know what kind of car he drove. <laughs> As they sat, they saw who they thought was Paul come out to what they thought was Paul's car. And according to Scott, Ralph jumped out of the van and shot him five times. Then they drove off and ditched the thirty-eight revolver in a creek about a mile away from the gym. They drove back down to Florida and went their separate ways. Police started searching for Ralph Salerno at that point. They found him in East Chester, New York, so he went back up from Florida to New York. Hmm. Hmm. He quickly admitted guilt. <laughs> <laughs> like, knock, knock, I did it. <laughs> I did it. I killed that man. It was me. It was me. That reminds me of that one. Oh, I forgot what episode it was of Modern SVU, but where Stabler's like rolling up his sleeves and he puts his hands on the table and the guy goes, He did it. I know. <laughs> I'll, I'll testify. <laughs> Dude, I remember this episode. I'm so excited. <laughs> and then Ralph went into his side of the story. He began by explaining how six months ago, prior to the murder, him and Leanne had started dating. He then went on to say that she didn't return to New York because Paul had promised to go clean, but instead because he had lawyered up and had started threatening Leanne with a custody battle. So uh, Leanne... Well, that's when it... Okay. Yeah, they were making it seem like the custody battle was, was ongoing from the from the first time that she left. So... Mm. Yeah, it was confused. Yeah, they, they reported differently in different things. Um, but it makes sense to me that at first they would like try to cover it up just as a, as like a couple, they would probably be like, oh, we're just going to try to fix it. Or even her being like, well, we're just going to try to fix it. Yeah. When in reality she had other plans for the kid. Cause you always want to try and like salvage something for the kid. So, you know, I could see like, yeah. I could see going back and then being like, okay, now I need to file paperwork. The other documentary also said that, that, they were the Paul was like, yeah, she told me she wanted to live in Florida. So I like bought her a house in Florida and then uh, I was going to move there in a couple of months. Well, then come to find out all she really needed to do was prove citizen uh, residency in Florida. So after a couple months, she filed divorce papers because she had residency in Florida and then took custody of the kid. I was like, what? What? 
This is a the weird problem, mastermind. <laughs> yeah, the problem is that Paul, being the one that's out and about and free, he's the one that gets to say most of his side of the story. That makes sense. Yes. You know? Yeah. And he's selling it. You know, he's in every documentary. He's in every article. It's oh yeah. He loves it. He, you know, uh, that he'll he'll talk about it until the day. I'm sure if we interview, if we reached out, he would he would he would come on our yes. Podcast. Oh my god! I would totally I would oh totally think so. Yeah, that would be. Amazing. I mean, of course, he would be like for like a hundred thousand dollars. Be like, we have five bucks. Yeah, we. we, we <laughs> he'd be like four fifty. I can throw in like. 50 <laughs> <cents>. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a full five. So Leanne would return, and or um, sorry. So Leanne said she would return to New York in order to prevent Paul from divorcing her and ensuing on a custody battle that he definitely had the money for and she did not. According to Ralph, Leanne said she would pretend to reconcile with him for now while they got rid of him. They went over the plan in a busy bar, probably the strip club bar, and she handed Ralph just a single picture of Paul. The plan officially, was for Ralph to shoot Paul and they would live happily ever after off of his life insurance money and gym ownership. <laughs> In a castle far, far away. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh my God. On the lakeside of Amityville. Yeah. <laughs> oh, brother. We just have to deal with the spirits. <laughs> yeah don't mind don't pay those any mind they never bother dads <laughs> she's like i thought you meant wines oh god <laughs> he also said that leanne had been lying to everyone about the new baby and that he not paul was the father of the newborn baby the police brought leanne in for questioning and she admitted to the affair and the baby being Ralph's. Oof. But said she didn't know anything about the murder plot. She did say that she could see Ralph doing something like this without her knowledge because of the level of love and infatuation he had with her. Ugh. With the two as suspects but not enough physical evidence, police needed one more push to officially charge and arrest them. And soon after... An associate of Ralph's, Mark Paglianti, was picked up on separate charges. Mark stated that he was with Ralph the night Leanne plotted the murder and heard her say, I want Paul dead. He testified that he had overheard much of their murder plot and that Leanne had been the main conspirator. Man. Yeah. Mm. Mark Paglianti. Fucking rat. <laughs> See, all with these this, associates are, are really screwing them. Associates yeah. are your problem. That's yeah. the problem. When you have associates, not friends. Yeah. <laughs> this is my associate, <laughs> Hey, how you doing? Pleasure. <laughs> with this final account, the police picked up Ralph Salerno, Leanne, Ry- Leanne Rydell, and Scott Paget on murder charges in New York. Scott Paget pled guilty and received 18 years in prison. Oof. For Ralph's trial, his defense claimed that he wasn't the shooter and that he had an alibi for the night of the murder. They brought a stripper on to testify that Ralph had been with her all night and they had been making love. So there was no way... So there was no way he was there. All right, so now we know it's a lie, because I don't think Ralph has ever made love in his life. Yeah. It's slam town all the way. It's three slams, and then you're out of here. Yeah. He's like, one, a toe, a snooze. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. He probably is like, look, if I come at three, I come at three. If I don't, I'm done. Either way, it's three. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Even Ralph, sweetheart. (laughs) I got to go to the gym. I don't have time for you. Uh, And then he puts like a a towel over his erect penis and just walks around the the room. Oh, Oh, nasty. (laughs) At Leanne's trial, the prosecution alleged that she was the mastermind behind it. But the defense argued that they had no physical evidence of her direct involvement. The defense also made sure to point out that Ralph 
was obsessed with Leanne and would have tried to do anything to keep her. The prosecution further asserted that if she wasn't involved, then how did Ralph and Scott know where to find Paul? Well, I mean, technically, they didn't know. So It's <laughs> true. <laughs> You'd be a good defense lawyer. Yeah. Technically, they guessed and yeah. they were wrong. They were they had a 50-50 shot and they were wrong. Uh they should have used phone a friend and actually got the, the judge is, the judge is very charmed. The New York judge is very charmed by you as the lawyer. He's just like, "All right, Mrs. Rocket Camp, you're right. Thank you. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, judge. You're a pleasure. You're a pleasure. No, please, to work thank you. No, this is nice. <laughs> they were both found guilty of murder in the first degree uh, <clears throat> they also received charges of murder in the second degree and conspiracy to commit murder now I think it's weird that they also got charges uh, of murder in the second degree because typically I looked it up and typically that's a charge for when there's no premeditation or there's uh, an intent to cause bodily harm, but it ends up killing the person. Or when you have a blatant disregard for human life, which uh. I just don't see how it fits, but I think it was just to make sure that they had no possibility of like restructuring their sentences. Yeah. If you have first degree, then second degree and commit on uh, conspiracy, then there's probably no way that your charges are getting shifted around. Yeah. Ralph got life without parole and is living out his sentence in Attica Correctional Facility. Leanne was sentenced to 25 to life. She is serving time in Bedford Hills Correctional Facility and will be eligible for parole in 2027. Scott Paget was released on October, uh, in October of 2019. And he just got out, huh? Yeah, he just got out. Hmm. Yeah. And we, uh, I at the end here, I have a favorite uh, quote that I want you to say. I have a favorite quote of Paul Rydell's. Hey, everybody, this is Paul Rydell. I'm only here to tell you a couple things. And this is what you really got to know. You do what you do, and you get what you get. You do what you do, and you get what you get. The wise, wise words of hitman survivor, oh, Paul man. Rydell. What a poet, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Straight, straight from my gums to your ears. I gotta be honest, though. I do find him attractive. I mean, I hate to even say still, it. Even still? Without the teeth? He looks still. like he's always laying down. <laughs> he looks like he... Why would That's you think exactly I wouldn't right. find that attractive? <laughs> Sweetheart, you want to go to the store? Uh, uh, I can't. I got to put pants on. You know that's not going to happen. Look, I um, like... Uh, <laughs> I love you, but... Uh, do I really need to be part of this? <laughs> I don't know, man. Paul Rydell is a funny character. Funny character, for sure. Uh... That's all I got to say about that. Yeah, that's it. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, that is the story of Leanne Rydell. Lori, do you want to say anything else? Do you have more music to play? <laughs> uh, you do, don't you? No, I don't want to play anymore because now you've, you've instilled the fear of God in me that we might get <laughs> charged with copyright infringement. So I'm going to leave it at where I had it. But... Uh, <laughs> you could you could play. Um, I think you're right under the five second mark or whatever it is for Leanne Womack. So you're right. Yeah. <laughs> so, you could just play copyright free music. Just Mary had a little lamb or something. Stop giving her ideas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everybody. Thank you for listening to Bloody Podcast. Check out our <laughs> Patreon. Uh, oh wait, do we have any shout outs for this one? Um, you know I'm. Uh, Hold on one second. Bianca? Do we owe her one? Oh, we do. We do owe some. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, thank you to Marcelina. Marcelina is such a good friend of mine. I love her so much. She's the coolest. Hi, Marcelina. 
so yeah, thank you so much, and congratulations on your pilot, Lori. This is serious. Oh, okay. Congratulations on your pilot being chosen as the top ten uh, Latinx pilots out there right now. Where are you There's... yelling? <laughs> I'm excited for Marcelina. Uh, Congratulations, you, Marcelina. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, thank you to Bianca. Thank you to Spiral Queen. And I think that might be it right now. Uh, yeah, and for those of you who uh, are wondering why we're saying names, it's for our Patreon shout-out. So if you'd like to join, we have several tiers, and uh, we get a lot of extra bonus content. We have a lot of fun stuff in the works, so please check us out. And if you uh, can't give money right now, that's totally cool. We uh, just ask that you rate and review us if possible, or just tell your friends, enemies, loved ones, people on the street, about our podcast because that's how we get the word out so we appreciate you guys for listening and yeah we hope you have a great day yeah check out the patreon we just did an episode on uh jane andrews we do goddess tales every month and we do uh the topical women in the news every month and we do we just did the uh special on the britney murphy special that came out on id discovery yes so there's a lot of bonus content that's actual content and not just fucking fodder. Yes. Yeah, we hate <laughs> we hate fucking fodder, guys. We and we hate got a lot of fodder. fodder.